This episode of Playback is brought to you by Warner Brothers A Star Is Born. As we talk about important films of this past year, this one is top of mind, resonating with critics and audiences for its emotional authenticity. And the film's director, Bradley Cooper, is being recognized for his brilliant work as a filmmaker and actor, along with his cast, Lady Gaga and Sam Elliott, for their stunning performances. Variety's film critic Peter DeBruge has said Bradley Cooper's directorial debut is a dazzling reminder of why we love movies in the first place. And Los Angeles Times critic Justin Chang said, from the first frame, it casts a spell, the kind that lets you know immediately that you are in good hands. A star is born for your consideration in all categories. You're listening to Playback, a Variety iHeartRadio podcast. I'm your host, Variety Awards editor Chris Tapley, and we're changing things up a little bit this week. We've got the lovely Janelle Riley from our guest. office here today, yes. the uh, deputy awards and features editor or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> we're not really clear. It's, it's fine. <laughs> Very long and important title. Uh, basically, we've got the band back together. Janelle and I used to talk about the uh, Oscar season every week, and we're going to talk about the Oscar season today. Uh, you're the lucky ones listening. So, thank you for coming on the show, Jenna. Absolutely. Um, yeah, like, you know, late December, probably a good time to start talking about awards. <laughs> <laughs> like, we haven't been talking like about it since writing. July. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I thought I would start by just kind of, this is my assessment of the best picture category, and just to kind of lay out where we're at right now. We've had a ton of critics give out awards, regional critics across the country, uh, which I... I they're not like important in terms of, oh, that means Oscars are going to happen for these movies. But I do think it's instructive when you see how such a wide variety of people, period, mm -hmm. are voting uh, on these awards. And at this point, I think we've got like 20 groups have, have chimed in. And so it just gives you an interesting data point list to look at. Also, of course, we've had the Screen Actors Guild release their Very nominations. strange nominations. Very yeah. I mean, not completely off the wall, but uh, I, so, I sort of saw the Bohemian Rhapsody Ensemble coming. It's a little weird. Yeah. Just, I think we'll get into that. But yeah. I, uh, part of that is definitely, I think, the merger of AFTRA with uh, Oh, absolutely. SAG. I don't know who um, the voters are anymore. I used to be able to predict the SAG Awards perfectly. It's like disc jockeys. And, you know, it's like, it's, it's, <laughs> no disrespect to disc no, jockeys. None at you're, all. But, you're, you know, you're basically a, I don't know what they the think modern of disc jockey. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, also we've had, obviously, the Golden Globe nominations, which is 90 foreign journalists who have their own take, and uh, a couple of other things. So let's just dive in with the Best Picture race. I'm still at the number one and two that I've been on since August. Mm -hmm. I think number one is Star is Born. I think number two is Roma. To win, you're saying? No, no, no. Just, just, your just in terms favorites. of nominations. No, just in oh, terms of yeah. what's likely to get nominated. Uh, you know, I think those are the two at the top of the heap right now. I'm so impressed with Roma because it has so much going against it. Black and white foreign film and then the Netflix factor, mm -hmm. which, you know, I think is stupid. Like any anybody saying like Netflix isn't releasing real movies or, you know, they don't count or something like needs to We're get talking with to the you, times. Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Did he really say that? He said something like that. Oh. I mean, he, he, he kind of said, and I I don't want to misquote him, but it yeah. was something like he, he didn't think that Netflix movies should be up for Oscars. Really? And Did he add Get Off My Lawn after that? <laughs> he might have, but they didn't print it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, it's it, it's just indicative of where we're at. Yeah. Things are changing. They're making great movies. They're making, they're making movies no one else will make. Yep. 
by the way. Yep, They're putting money where their mouth is. And, you know. So I'm thrilled to see how people are embracing Roma because, you know, there is that, that bubble we live in. Several bubbles, actually. Um, yeah. Where I was like, of course we all love it. But, you know, I've been to some screenings. I've done some screenings. And really, it's 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 speaking to everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the best movie of the year. Really? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, also speaking to everyone as a star is born, it's like, it's kind of hard to be that big of entertainment and that successful at box office and also be so beloved by critics and, and totally. I'm thrilled for the success of it. That's why I love that movie so yeah. much. I mean, that movie, people don't really realize how difficult it is to pull off populist filmmaking. Oh my God, right? And yeah. when, when it's done, you know, I know there are people that are snarky about Argo, but that movie had a 96. I love Argo. That movie had 96% Rotten well, Tomatoes. So there's people, some revisionist history that happens instantly after the Oscars. People only every year. got snarky when Argo yeah. became an Oscar movie, or La La Land for that matter. It's great filmmaking. And yeah. again, it's hard to pull off. So, yeah. and, 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 and Dude did it on his first movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Bradley Cooper's been on sets for a while, but like. He clearly knows not just it's, it's damning with fate praise to say he knows how to put a, a movie together. He he knows how to truly tell story with with imagery, yeah. and, and that that is the trick. He and, did a great job, and I I don't think anybody objects to a Star Is Born. Well, maybe there are some people that you know yeah, think it's too popular for its own good. But I, come I guess on. I think it's winning Best Picture. Probably. Um, I also think that like there, there's this cynicism of like, oh, Star Is Born. You know, people always say like this movie was you know created to win Oscars. It is the fourth it? iteration <laughs> of a story we all know, starring an un well an untested leading woman mm-hmm. in the lead. Like this was not you know a pack, packaged manufactured movie. It's like it really comes from the heart. It's also the best version of that story oh, by that they've far. made. Which is By far, know, yeah. I think some people might disagree with that. There's a lot of Judy Garland fans out there, but that movie felt like it was 40 hours long. The, the, <laughs> I just think this is this is an expert piece of filmmaking, and I th- yeah. and I think that I mean, just in my conversations, it hasn't lost really any mm-hmm. steam. Like people know that this is a good movie, and. Yeah, I just I, it's the front runner to me right now. The one I would look out for is Black Klansman, and I was very curious well, to you're, see. Well, you're jumping ahead. Oh, sorry, I'll stop. You're jumping ahead, but that's interesting that you would go there next. I, I think number three would be Green Book at the moment. I don't know. I feel like it really needed to. They were selling it all along as even if critics don't like it, it'll do great at the box office, mm-hmm. and it hasn't. It hasn't done badly. Like it's not a flop, like people right, say. Right. But it hasn't become the runaway hit. I feel like it needs to be to win. It certainly, I don't think it would win, just in terms of nominations. I, I, oh, I, nominations. Yeah, okay. all of this for me is like, this is the order I think of it most would be nominations. Nomin- it would be nominated. Like, like on the final I always ballots? have to explain this, I find. Yes. <laughs> Actually, if I rank something, people are like, you think that's going to win? And it's like... So well, think of me, me as the internet something. troll yeah, who's I guess like, I should... oh, tap, 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 yeah. tap, you don't That's understand. so easy to picture. Nice that the studios paid you off. How much are they giving you? I, this, is, this list to me is just in order of likelihood to be nominated for Best Picture. Like, oh, do you know what I mean? Like, then I disagree. Like, you disagree with I Green do. Book at three? I do. You think it would be lower? I, I do. I think Black Klansman would be third, and I was waiting for the SAG nominations to really I do have Black Klansman at four. Okay. To, to be clear. Yeah. People love Green Book, though. Like the, they do. The, the stuff, you know, yeah. I have my issues with the movie. The studio knows I have issues with the movie. Uh, sorry, guys. Oh, do we need to cut to the ad copy now for Green Book? <laughs> but I, I'll read it. I, I think that people don't. That, that, that's not registering for everyone, really. And uh, people are going to like what they like. I'm being vague. I mean, look, look there's, the, I, I guess there are critical points that have been made about the movie that it's kind of got a rose-colored grasp of racism in the 60s, right? And and 
you know, people have called it like driving Miss Daisy of, of this era and blah, blah, blah. But this why isn't, is that this a bad isn't thing? me, and I, whether it is or isn't, I'm, yeah. not, I'm, not, I'm not even going to touch this yes. anymore okay. <laughs> <laughs> because I've upset people. But I will just say that the point being that hasn't really translated to the voting populace. Yep, and, you're right. And so it's it's people, you know, an Oscar-winning Best Actor Oscar winner. I, I just heard yesterday it's his favorite movie of the year. Yeah, so I'm like, hearing that a lot. People really, I mean, Mahershala Ali is. You know, so beloved. People really like Viggo Mortensen. Viggo is too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Viggo's seen as overdue as well. He's he is. I think a he's a genuine contender. threat. Yeah. So, but number four, I, I would say, is Black Klansman. You think yes. that's up there too? Here's the thing. Um, I was hearing from so many people how much they love this movie, and a lot of chatter about Spike Lee being overdue, which mm-hmm. you know, I guess he is. Mm-hmm. Um, even though he's not like. I think everyone really respects him, but he's not cuddly, you know? Right. We had him on <laughs> the show. That, not that you have to be. Yeah, no, I I, I think he's great. I adore him. But, yeah. you know, he's not, um, you know, someone you want to throw your arms around when you see him. Um, <laughs> not that you should be doing that with anyone, by the way, yes, <laughs> without permission. But I was really waiting to see if that translated into SAG nominations. And when they got the ensemble nomination, I was like, okay, the love is there. Mm-hmm. And then as I have been predicting... For weeks, if not months, and everyone was telling me I was crazy, John David Washington got in. Yeah. And, you know, we put him on the cover of Actors on Actors, and I said, like, I think this is like Daniel Kaluuya last year. It's a lead actor in a breakout role of a movie that is really beloved, and I think he gets an Oscar nomination. Hmm. I have that spot going to Ethan Hawke at the moment, but we'll talk that about is, it. That is, yeah, I think. I mean, let's be, this yeah. gets back to what we were talking about, about SAG, and how there is a caveat here. Oh, that, yeah. Like, it's a much different organization than it was a few years ago. And so how does that shift how you determine what their picks mean versus what the Oscar choices will mean? I mean, for the longest time, if you're not nominated for an ensemble, you're not going to win Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Well, Shape of Water just did it last year. so It's going to happen. Oh, maybe not this year because I forgot Star is Born is nominated for ensemble. Yeah. But like a lot of the top movies yeah. were not. The yeah, favorite Book, wasn't? we were just talking yeah. about. Uh, favorite wasn't. Roma wasn't. So yeah. Mary Poppins wasn't right, which actually surprised me. That's my number five. Mary Poppins Returns is wonderful. Wonderful, it's delightful. I I kind of felt like I don't know if I still feel this way, but I, I certainly after I saw it in an industry crowd, I, I was like, that's the movie that feels like it could beat A Star Is Born. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I don't know if I still feel that way. The critics kind of like they did not embrace it, it as much as no, I expected them no, to. And I don't know what they yeah. I've had a huge break with the critics this year. I'll just say that much. Oh, me too. <laughs> but, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, who knows how that kind of thing will affect perce- perception. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just – I think Rob Marshall and company nailed mm-hmm. it. I think it's a, it's a hugely craft-heavy, beautiful film. Like, below the line, everything they did in that movie was, like, just – it was sumptuous. It was great. Like, the, that whole animation sequence, you know, it's – No one else but Emily Blunt could play that role. Yeah, yeah. She is – so fantastic. She's perfect for it. And I just feel like um, more so than any other movie, it is something different. I mean, not to say that these movies are all the same. They mm-hmm. are so not. But it is the one that is the feel-good solve well, for our soul. That's key. Yeah, it's absolutely mm-hmm. a solve because, like, all these movies make you feel like shit in various ways, <laughs> if we're honest. At least at some point, yes. I mean, it's like this. that movie sends you out on a cloud. Yeah. Literally with a song singing, yep. there's nowhere to go but up. Yep. So... I don't know. I think that that connection fires in the synapses for some brains. Yeah. And, you know. 
I've got for number six The Favorite, which is not which a movie I liked. I adore and you yeah, don't like. I don't like yeah. it. I saw it in Telluride. It's, uh, would you watch it again? I, I would. Really I do, wonder, love, I do yeah. love the screenplay and I love the performances. I just Wait, then I, why do you not like the movie? Because of the filmmaker. Ah. I mean, due respect to Mr. Lanthimos, I, I just think that... Is it the fish he leaned, in, he leaned in too much on this one. Yeah. Like I know he's a guy who loves to just put his fingerprint all over the movie, mm-hmm. but but it was it it, it it was too far for me to enjoy this film. And yeah, the camera work I thought was hugely questionable. It's so interesting because I think like my biggest testament to filmmaking is when I don't notice it. Right. And I, I definitely was pulled out a couple times by you know those those shots. But overall, I you I would not have believed this was a Yorgos Lanthimos film. Well, that's all about the script a little bit, I think, too. I mean, it's he didn't write it. Um, Are you sure about that? Why? Do I don't you, know. Do you have what... information I don't have? No, 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 no. I just... I, I would s- assume if he wrote it, there would have been arbitration and his name would be on it. Ye- well, yeah, but we know how that works. We do, but <laughs> this doesn't feel like him. It doesn't. It doesn't, no. I mean, the you know, the, the voice of it doesn't feel like him. I don't know, but I don't know anything further. But I should have done more diligence on this movie this year. I should have talked to Robbie Ryan, the DP, and been like, look, your lighting was beautiful. Why are you doing these whip pans that are totally unmotivated? Mm-hmm. Why are you doing these fisheye lenses? These I feel like that lenses? was, you know, there's all these modern touches. Like, of course, the dance number. Did you not laugh during the dance number? I don't remember the dance number. Are you serious? There. Yeah, I'm sitting here trying to remember. Are you sure awake? It. I know the elevation until you're right. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I honestly, I don't remember it. What, what is that? Refresh me. Oh, it's uh, it's actually sort of near the beginning where Joe Alwyn and Rachel Vice are dancing together, and it turns into this weird modern sort of elements dance where like he you know has a high kick in the air right at the camera, and I'll be, he, you know, I, I do not thing. remember that. What do you call I, this move where you go behind yourself? I have no I idea what that look is. look it up right now <laughs> I was and actually to, show it to you. you. No, I don't, I, I don't remember that. And, I, you know, I saw it like five months ago. So, you know, I will see it again. Oh, anyway, I, like, what I, left what for I think minutes. of the movie does not matter, obviously. Sure. Thankfully, I think people would say. Actually, interestingly enough, it's very rare. I like all the movies on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, which is, the favorite is... Some more than it, others. It, the, the key thing about a movie like The Favorite is is below the line. I mean, it's like... It's a craft-heavy movie. It's going to pull people from the various branches into it. Uh, you know, it's doing really well with critics. One of the most critically acclaimed movies of the year. And the performances, again, I love. I love Olivia Coleman. I think she's fantastic. I'm glad she she's win? a lead. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I do. I think she could. I, I actually thought she was she supporting. I, I have yeah. no problem with putting her in lead, but certainly that seems to be the overriding take is that she was supporting. But I. I I think they're all three leads, personally. I, I don't disagree with that, yeah. honestly. But for some reason, I find it more to be Emma Stone's story. Yeah, that's that's the overriding logic, I think. This is very strange. I'm trying to look up a GIF of the, or GIF of the favorite dance, and I'll it's, never it's call not it coming up. <laughs> Black Panther, number Freaking seven fantastic. for me here. Um, Probably you know, my top three of the year. I think some people think it's like, that's going to win. Like, I, I think I, I don't have it on the, the tier that a lot of other people do in terms of nominations. But I could end up wrong there. I do think it's a best picture player, and I have for a long time. I mean, you don't make $700 million in the States, mm-hmm. uh, which is like, wow. You don't you have that plus the critical acceptance that you had and the embrace, of course, the, the, the cultural and pop cultural crater that it's left. If this movie wasn't nominated for Best Picture, it would be a blight. And yeah. there's people that are like, oh, it's just a Marvel movie. I don't understand Watch that. it again, bro. Like, 
this movie has way more on its mind than other Marvel movies. It simply does. It's fantastic. It's a great story. Let's talk about the cultural significance. Yeah. All, you know, I interviewed Michael B. Jordan recently, and we talked about all the Black Panthers and Killmongers mm-hmm. we saw at Halloween mm-hmm. and how exciting that was. And uh, he was joking about he, he saw a Killmonger with, like, a beard drawn on with a Sharpie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just feel like, you know, someone said on Twitter, haha, of course, uh, something like, Superhero movies are made for, for for teenagers and children, and I'm like, well, what, what what about movies that are about you know centering a conversation about growing up with systemic oppression mm-hmm. versus growing up with like, as Michael B. Jordan said to me in an interview, a tribe that encourages you with positivity. I mean, that's an important conversation that's being had in a major movie that made seven hundred million dollars. Who, who's that movie for? Yeah, <laughs> so, obviously you know, everyone. Get out of here! It's such a fantastic movie. Just you know. Superhero or not. I mean, honestly, like, the only other movie that I would put up there with that in terms of is, is another superhero movie is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, my God. So good. So good. I wish I would love to have that on this list. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, I think one of the critics groups speaking earlier, Utah Film Critics Association, they gave it Best Picture, which I That's thought was the kind right of move. awesome. Yeah. Uh, number eight, I have Vice pretty low here. Talk about that's the critics strange. taking Oh, did they aim. take a... Oh, I my gosh. That's that, that is the me. most divisive movie, I think, of the year. That's funny, because we both really liked it. I loved it. Yeah. I mean, it, but there are people that have said with a straight face, it's the worst movie of the year. Oh, come on. It's definitely how grandstanding. You, yeah, how can you say that? But I, I love that movie. I think it's, like, rich and just, like... I, I, I keep saying I, I sort of stared into the void afterwards because it just – talk about leaving you feeling like mm-hmm. shit. I mean like this is a portrait of a soulless individual, an, an incredibly efficient bureaucrat, and uh, it's, it's you know Adam McKay saying, hey, maybe this is how we got to where we are. Well, and also, like, what is it that they want from that movie? Do we want to find out that, like, Dick Cheney is, like, a, a, a secretly lovable guy? Or... Well, some people think that it was being uh, sympathetic toward him. And oh, I know God. that the filmmakers have said that they found the story emotional. But to say that it's sympathetic toward him. I think it was him, fair to him. Yeah. I don't know if that means sympathetic. Yeah. If, if, if that reads sympathetic to you, then then, you know, just check yourself a bit maybe. But, like... Also, how can you argue against the artistry of a movie that, you know, has characters start speaking in Shakespearean verse or does a <laughs> credits roll mid-film or just like just really creative original filmmaking? It's bold. Yeah. I mean, and and I think it's in, but getting back to the critics, you never know how that kind of a profile will affect the movie. But mm-hmm. I've seen it. I've, I've been in a handful of gatherings full of academy voters at the premiere at a private event for a screening for the movie as well and uh i was picking up love and passion so we'll see then i've got annapurna's other film this year if beale street could talk which Beautiful is one of movie. my favorite movies of Beautiful the year movie actually these two are back to back on my top five uh i love that movie um i love barry jenkins uh, everyone i think that listens to the show knows how much i love him uh, he's been on twice and i hope this movie makes it through uh, you know, it, it might I not. It, I thought it would, but now you've got me worried. Yeah, it might, you know. By the way, have you heard about this, the story um, about uh, Barry Jenkins's worst day on set? Mm-mm. Oh, well, the angriest he's ever been on a set and the biggest fit he ever had happened on Beale Street, and he kicked a box. And then immediately <laughs> apologized. <laughs> and, like, everybody was laughing about how, like, oh, you know, you hear about directors having meltdowns. And apparently he kicked a box and was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and that's Barry Jenkins at his worst. I love him. <laughs> it's a be- it, the, the photography is stunning. I mean, talk about below the line appeal. The so score gorgeous. is outrageously good. And I also want to just say, if any Academy members 
actors branch members are are, are listening. I don't know, man. I think uh, Brian Tyree Henry deserves a, a Best He's Supporting fantastic. Actor nomination for this. I He's really fantastic. do. I wanted him for Widows. When I first saw Widows, mm-hmm. I thought he was so gripping in that movie. And the scene with Viola Davis's dog mm-hmm. terrified me. And then I saw him in this, and I was like, nominate him for this. And he, he He's in it for like five, ten minutes. Yeah. He covers a range in this scene. It's one scene where he's just gotten out of jail and... You know, the conversation between him and Stefan James goes from, like, jovial to, yeah, man, I'm a, I'm a little damaged yeah. from this. And you hear more about that. And it's just it's, – it's a stunning scene. And I find him so much more dessert. You know, I never like to say that people are snubbed if they're not nominated because mm-hmm. it's just people picking mm-hmm. the five people they like. But I find him so much more deserving than, than some people who seem to be sure things in that yeah. category. Yeah. And then lastly, you know, there's a couple of ways you could go. Obviously, we just mentioned earlier, Bohemian Rhapsody is is kicking around. Yeah. People like the movie, regardless of what critics said. It's closing in on $200 million. Uh, the foreign film Cold War is actually a favorite. Pretty beautiful. And, yeah. And I'm actually picking Pawlikowski, the uh, director, as a as a nominee because a lot directors of are. really love that. Yeah. I don't it's think a, a lot of people beautiful. are. Not a, I shouldn't say a lot, but I have I, heard I felt that. a little bit on a limb with that. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, I do think Joanna Coolidge, the star. Yeah. If any other year, this is the most competitive actress race in yeah, history. Rough, I think yeah. she would get in there too. She's fantastic. I've got eighth grade on here too. People love that movie again. Uh, Elsie Fisher. Any other year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's gotten some love from critics and Globes, but uh, and she's uh, great in that Josh movie. Hamilton as her father. Mm-hmm. Another person I would love to see in supporting actor. I, I've got Leave No Trace as a possibility because this movie. Uh, it's worth noting that there's not a single negative review on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, it is worth mentioning that when you've got like 200 reviews, it's been hard for them to get people to watch the movie. I think the Los Angeles Film Critics Association giving Deborah Granick their best director award uh, is the kind of thing that hopefully bubbles up that screener in the pile, you know, and maybe they'll put it in. Because I do think that Thomas and Harcourt McKenzie is a possibility for supporting actors. I really do. The problem is, do you think that's a supporting role? Uh, not really, but I'm not going to, I will not have those debates anymore. (laughs) People go off about quote category fraud every year. And it's like, how are you not getting exhausted? Well, sometimes it's pretty blatant. Well, but whatever, like. Ben Foster is wonderful too. I mean, he yeah, always he's is. Awesome. What's he's shocking awesome. about that? We yeah. had him on here for something. Hell or high water. Oh yeah, yeah. And then Quiet Place is is lingering because uh, you know AFI selected it as one of its ten movies. Uh, huge box office in April. Uh, great reviews as well, and just absolutely well made. I mean, it's like a, a very well crafted piece of work. So it's you know it has I fans. Feel like a Quiet Place sort of took the slot that people thought Hereditary. Yeah, would fill yeah. because and by the way have you read the quiet place screenplay because they sent it out no, it's all it is it's so, probably packed with just action right <laughs> yeah but it's so well written like yeah, yeah. almost like a novel like the um well it's all text because mm-hmm. there's obviously very little dialogue yeah, yeah. is so gripping like it's it's such a it's a great read and emily blunt was a surprise for me anyway a nominee for for that at the sag awards for do you think that actress. translates to oscar nomination i don't now? think so but i don't know no i think she's in for mary poppins but probably yeah. not a quiet place yeah I think she could win for Mary Poppins. Yeah. Um, My number 10, though, is First Man. And, yeah. I, and, and this could be just – it no, might, no, no. It I might think be it done, in. but I, I, it, because of box office and it just felt like it went away, the, the Critics' Choice Awards nominated it for 10 awards, which was a huge boost for them, including Best Picture. In fact, this 10 is the 10 that the, that the uh, Broadcast Film Critics uh, oh, how Association – well, I mean, of which I am a member, yes. but I, they, they always, you know, that's like 300 no. people voting. And this is what I'm, this is the point I'm making about critics is when you finally get like 
a big group of people voting, not some 30-member, 40-member regional critics group on its own. When you can kind of analyze how these things play out with a broad group of people, it's interesting. And First Man was in there. And I think it's one of the best movies of the year. I love it so much. I love Damien Chazelle, the director. I think he's infuriatingly talented. So talented. And, yeah, I think Gosling is fantastic in it. It's a very quiet performance, a purposefully quiet performance. It is such a good movie across the board. It inspires so much awe, too. Yeah. I I don't – I can't explain – why it didn't take off at the box office. You might have better theories than I do. Um, I think it was a release date. I think they needed to move it. Yeah, I also think... I also feel like I only ever saw the same trailer over and over again. Yeah. I mean, Universal's going to think I'm, like, bagging on the Master <laughs> Green book now, but, uh, you know, whatever. I, it, what what happened is what happened. I, I still think the movie's a great piece of work. And, and uh, I think the Academy is going to recognize that. I hope so. If anything, like, maybe they'll say, like, hey... Screw you for not – I don't know who they're talking to when I say Hey, this. screw you. Yeah, screw you for not checking this out, and, and we liked it anyway, and we're, we're putting it forward. Well, they do need – I, I do think it would be a statement in terms of, like, the whole flag controversy, quote-unquote, around so that movie stupid. was such bullshit. Can we and just like, – you see the flag. You see the flag you countless the flag. times. Yes. Like, uh, I, when I saw the movie in Telluride, the first thing I tweeted was, the fucking flag is right there, mm-hmm. like, because the, the controversy was bubbling out of Venice at that point. So but, stupid. Anyway, uh, and if you don't know what we're talking about, there's there's a lack of a scene depicting Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong planting, planting the flag. Yes, you definitely see the flag on the moon. Like this is a Michael Bay military commercial or something. <laughs> like anyway, I've just got to pay some bills here really fast. Uh, speaking earlier of a Star Is Born, Janelle. <gasps> This episode of Playback is brought to you by Warner Brothers' A Star is Born. As we talk about important films of this past year, this one is top of mind, resonating with critics and audiences for its emotional authenticity. And the film's director, Bradley Cooper, is being recognized for his brilliant work as a filmmaker and actor, along with his cast, Lady Gaga and Sam Elliott, for their stunning performances. Variety's film critic, Peter DeBruge. Insert applause here. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. has said, Bradley Cooper's directorial debut is a dazzling reminder of why we love movies in the first place. And Los Angeles Times critic Justin Chang said, from the first frame it casts a spell, the kind that lets you know immediately that you're in good hands. I'd Boo, agree with, I would, Justin. No, Justin. We love Justin. <laughs> we love Justin. I agree with that. That's a great way to put it. A star is born for your consideration in all categories. Can so, I, go can ahead. I, oh, I just want to say I totally agree with your list. I think this is the 10. Mm-hmm. Um, can I just tell you, the we, we sort of touched on 8th grade and some other movies that mm-hmm. we'd love to see on this list. Um, two of my favorite movies of the year, The Hate You Give. Um, mm-hmm. Fantastic movie. I I really thought it would make $100 million and Russell Hornsby and Amanda Les Stenberg would be in the conversation. Um, By the way, Russell is in the conversation in, the way, in a way you might yeah. not realize. Yeah, the Critics he's Awards. He's Critics Awards. I think he's second to Richard E. Grant right now yeah. from Can, Can You Ever Forgive Me. There's a, it's a he's big got like gap. three awards. Like three yeah, it's a huge 12, gap, but, but, like, that's, but hey, notable. He's, yeah. that's notable. That's so, notable. No. Um, I think Fox might want to like wake up a little bit around that. If, if I don't know what they're doing. Uh, have they done a lot for that I movie? I feel like, like they have. Okay. I feel like they, like they did a good campaign and good advertising, and I really thought word of mouth would just – and the movie is not – 
a disappointment. I mean, it's yeah, it's you a great know, movie. I just I just I only recently saw it too. Well, that's part of the problem. Like I think every week, yeah. I've been asking people like, why haven't you seen this movie? And I was really hoping SAG might come through because the whole on it's just. It's Amanda so Stenberg good. Is, is amazing. She's a star. She's, She's a star. Um, the other one is, as I previously mentioned, I think um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse might be the best movie of the year. So good. Should be on this list. When did you see it? Recently? Uh, it's, it's been yeah. a little while, yeah, but not I too I love long. that movie. It's so good. I love in the so many sound ways. in that movie. I hope the sound branch gets a, a listen, if you will. Everything about that movie, and I am afraid it's going to be snubbed for animated film the way that Lord and Miller's Lego movie was. And uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. You know, I've never seen that. I mean, they, were, they, they just haven't made yeah. it in there yet, so we'll see. Uh, let's do a quick kind of blast through the acting categories. Sure. Uh, for Best Actor... I think we all agree Bradley Cooper, Christian Bale, Viggo Mortensen, and probably Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, I think he's a lock. And then your fifth is John David Washington. It's John David Washington, yes. I'm going with Ethan Hawke, probably the most awarded performer on the critic circuit so far, naturally. I mean, that is yeah. a critic's performance in so many ways and movie, first reformed. So you think that translates to Oscar voting? I think Oscar so. Voting? I think so. Well, he also has the benefit the movie's now on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Like, you, anyone can see it. There's no excuse. Yeah. But yeah. I just, I, you know, I think John David Washington, um, by the way, I would not be surprised to see Ryan Gosling pop up here. We had all these people on the show this year, except for Vigo. Oh, how convenient. I had, I had, <laughs> we had Vigo for Captain Fantastic. Um, you know, I, again, Gosling is great. I'd love for him to get some traction, but it's such a passive performance. That's hard. Lucas, Which is like the hardest thing to do, too. Like, yeah. he's, he's so good in it. Lucas Hedges uh, was nominated for Boy Erased at the Golden Globes. Uh, you know, pl- playing a young man who was forced into conversion therapy mm-hmm. by his uh, parents. He's wonderful. He's going to have like therapy. 12 Oscars in a few years. He's great. Shout out to North Carolina School of the Arts. <laughs> uh, John C. Riley, Stan and Ollie got the Golden Globe nomination. Also picked up a critic's win um, for, for playing, uh, which one is he? He's uh, Hardy. Hardy, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's a fun performance. It's a it's a nice movie. You know, I th- it's a Sony Classics. Uh, it's a very sweet property movie. this year. Yeah, I, think, I, think, I, was, you know, I enjoyed it a lot. It, like, it'll get. It and get you know, some nothing love. makeup is me, possible there. Oh, makeup obviously. is so good. Nothing takes me out of a movie faster than bad prosthetics and a bad wig. Yeah. And I don't know how they made him. He looked. It looked look, really good. It, it's, yeah. it's eerie. And I've got Willem Dafoe kind of at the bottom of the list here. He, he won the Venice Prize yeah. uh, for At Eternity's Gate. He plays Vincent Van Gogh, um, nominee last year for Florida Project, nearly a winner. Uh, you know, hard yeah. for that kind of movie to get some traction. He's great. It's such a, you know, Julian Schnabel. I, 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 I respect Julian Schnabel's work quite a bit. You know, he, no one makes movies the way he does, certainly. So, But, uh, yeah, Best Actress... I think it's going to be the SAG Five. Absolutely. Uh, we've got Lady Gaga, Olivia Coleman from The Favorite, Emily Blunt, Mary Poppins, Melissa McCarthy from Can You Ever Forgive Me? And thank God she kind of turned on the afterburners because there was a moment where it felt like she was fading. Like, I was getting nervous because like I love e. that Grant movie. Richard E. Grant was taken over, and I was just like, "Dude, she's amazing! Come on!" Yeah. And then she started picking up some more critics awards, and she's in. I think. By the way, I would, I would love. I think that that movie might actually get into Best Picture. It could. When I saw both that and Favorite, obviously I had my feelings on the Favorite. At Tell You Right, I kind of thought Can You Ever Forgive Me was just made more sense. It plays yeah. more broadly. Uh, I, I really like that movie. I love that movie. It's one of my favorites. And Mario Heller is a delight. I had her on the show. She's wonderful. She's awesome. Wonderful. I cannot wait for her Mister Rogers movie. Yeah. Tom Hanks. 
Uh, and then Glenn Close I have for number five in the, in the Wife. Uh, but it could go to Elsie Fisher, eighth grade, you know, if that has enough passion behind it. Wait, you think Glenn it. Close is in the fifth position? I do. Wow. So you don't think she's winning? I never have. Well, that's I know you haven't, but, like, no. I, I thought maybe you came to your senses recently. No, no. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, I don't know. I think... Where's the fire for something like that? I don't sense that. This yeah. isn't like uh, Julianne Moore with that movie she won for or anything like that. You know, I understand she's overdue. I don't know if this is the performance to do it, though. That's all. She, I think She's a treasure in all of that, but, you know. Coming down to Emily Blunt, Olivia Coleman, and Lady Gaga. If I had to guess, I would say Lady Gaga. Really? Yeah. I mean, I would not be unhappy with that. <laughs> I mean, you know. I'd not be unhappy with any of those. I would not be unhappy with any of these five amazing women. Let me yeah. put it that way. But back to the wife, I, I kind of thought maybe this is like sacrilege. I thought Jonathan Price was better. He's fantastic. I mean, he had more yeah. to work with in my mind. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't really she, – she's kind of like – she doesn't get a ton to chew on until toward the end of the movie. But he's really just kind of But there's so throughout. much going on. I mean, I, know. I don't I, – yeah. I get the performance. I just, I, I just don't think yeah. it's the one that would bring her the win. I think, you know, she's doing a play. I mean, certainly not in a year like this. Yes, well, like, that's the Julianne problem. Julianne Moore also won for, for a performance maybe she wouldn't have won for in a much more competitive year. That's absolutely true. Well, that's so. also like when Leonardo DiCaprio won. I mean, like, he was going to win. He was overdue. Yeah, yeah. But his biggest competition that year was Brian Cranston in Trumbo. Right. <laughs> Uh, then also, you know, Rosamund Pike got a surprise nomination from the Golden Globes for Private War. I thought she might break into SAG. Yeah, people I mean, really respond to that performance. It's it's a uh, it's, it's a moving movie. Again, certainly. any other year. Yeah, Tony Collette is my personal favorite performance of the year period uh, in, in Hereditary. I wish she could get in here. I'm just like fingers crossed. If the critics can push anybody in, maybe it's her. But I, it's it's hard, man. That that, that horror is always hard. Kind of gory horror mm-hmm. is certainly hard too, so I don't know if which is crazy because it gives people a chance to so, show so much range, yeah, and vulnerability, yeah. and yeah, she's fantastic. I actually thought Viola Davis would get in as well, but yeah. people just aren't seeing widows, widows for faded. whatever reason. Yeah. It's a bummer. Yalitza Aparicio from Roma, you know, the non-actress of the bunch. Um, you know, she's they're working her hard, like she's, she's everywhere, fantastic. and she's a delight, yeah, and, she is. and she's really good in the movie, and you know she could squeeze in. I absolutely think that she is fifth or sixth. I think we, yeah. I would not be surprised to see her show up again. I have to you know gauge how much uh, the, the, the love for Roma is true, but if she shows up, I would not be surprised at all. Yeah, in fact, I'd be delighted. <laughs> Nicole Kidman and Destroyer. Um, oh gosh, I totally forgot. Yeah, yeah it's she hard got to a Golden believe. Globe nomination for that. Um, and she's so good in that and Boy Erased and I think I thought her best chances were with Boy Erased. I think you might you be know. right. Yeah. But this is just a hard movie for people, Destroyer. It is, and she's wonderful in it. Supporting actor, Richard E. Grant is like leaving everybody in his dust. For, but do you think he can wins you ever forgive me? Maybe at this really? point. Yeah, because of just I I wouldn't have expected this like amount of uniformity around the category. Uh, otherwise, I would have said Sam Elliott. Yeah, no, of course. I thought overdue. Sam Elliott would sweep. Yeah, here we are. And then he didn't. He didn't get a Globe nomination, he did, did he? Not. Which I mean, I'm sorry. Don't even get me started. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mahershala Ali, we mentioned earlier. Green Book, Timothy Chalamet, and Beautiful Boy, and Adam Driver for Black Klansman. I think that's the SAG lineup, right? It is. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. Uh, possible to jump in there. Sam Rockwell as George W. Bush in Vice. He was nominated by the Golden Globes. Michael B. Jordan we were talking about from yeah, Black Panther. I would love to see him in there. I mean, it's one of those things where, like, 
it's not like Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight, but it is a complex villain character where the actor really chew, is, is chewing on it, mm-hmm. and it's like you know, it's it's it elevated the material. And again, getting back to what I was saying about the conversation that movie centers, I mean, his character is is, is front and center there. And he makes so many good arguments that you're like, you're actually kind of rude. He for inspired the guy. a hashtag. Killmonger was right. <laughs> I mean, like. It's 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 interesting. You know, if he hadn't like killed his girlfriend, I might be more on his side. <laughs> right, but right. was she his girlfriend, or was she just a means to an end? Uh, both. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Hornsby, hate you give. Uh, you know, possible. Gosh, I would love possible. that. Possible. I, I think, would love I think, that. I think if if I don't know what they're kind of planning in the last push with when ballots go out in January, but I would zero in on him if you can because there's something sparking there for people. And Daniel Kaluuya and Widows, uh, great. So I mean, great. like, he was... Such a totally different role, too, <laughs> yeah. than I think we're used to seeing him in. I feel like, because I know him best from, obviously, Get Out, but also Black Mirror, mm-hmm. where I feel like he's being victimized mm-hmm. so much. It's kind of nice to see him Sicario victimizing too, he's other people. kind of just, like, this quiet, like, you know... Uh... Oh, he comes back for Sicario, too? No, no, I mean, as well. Oh, Sicario as, as comma, well. as I'm well. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sicario Day of the Soldado, which actually I loved that movie. No one liked that movie, but Didn't I, thought, see I it? thought it was really well made. And then, you know, we're kind of like at the bottom of the list and who it's like whatever, but I just threw Nic- Nicholas Holt in here for the favorite. People do like A lot like, of people love that, him. Like, that's yeah. a great performance, and so, you know... You always get these, like, out of the blue, like, oh, they nominated mm-hmm. Maggie Gyllenhaal for Crazy Heart, which I predicted. Uh, but, you know, people don't see it coming. And, you know, something like that could happen. You know who else is wonderful? We already talked about Brian Tyree Henry mm-hmm. and if Beale Street could talk. But Coleman Domingo mm-hmm. has a couple really great scenes, too. Oh, man, I talked to him at the uh, Apollo premiere in New York. Oh, yeah? At, at the after party for a while. That guy's awesome. Supporting actress, uh, I would say Regina King is number one because she's blowing everybody away with Critics Awards, but I think where, she where, is. where was Screen Actors Guild on okay, that? Okay, so here's what I heard from, uh, for some reason I know a lot of people on nominating they committee this year. They is what I'm saying. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> they did not get the screeners for Beale Street or Vice they got until them late. two days yeah. after voting closed. Um, now, no, but no, they got them during voting. The people I talked to, I mean, some so of them some people did, got it after. But them? I'm talking, That's... there was about six people I talked to who were like, "No, I got it two days later." Well, go to the fucking screenings. People. Well, that is like... the thing. They went to the Vice screenings. Okay, they did because it's big and flashy, and it's Christian Bale and Amy Adams. Mm. So it did not affect. Although it might have affected it because I thought Vice would get in for an ensemble. They did not make the effort to go out for Beale Street, mm. which is you know frankly on them. But mm-hmm. we also understand how hard it is. So uh, it's so hard to watch a movie. It's so hard. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna agree to join the nominating committee, I'm just saying, like, put in the diligence. There's like, that, a that's lot embarrassing, to and that's from. not going to age well. Well, I also don't understand why screeners didn't go out in time because Beale Street premiered at Toronto. Yeah. So I, mean, I, I don't know if something went wrong or no, they were waiting for Vice or maybe maybe yeah. I don't know. It just it's really unfortunate because and I and I do think that it's. That that's what cost her the nomination. Should have been an ensemble I, nomination. Too. Same. Yep. I mean, agree. So I can't imagine any other logical reason for seeing that movie and not nominating Regina King. Yeah. Well, she should be in. I still think she wins. Amy Adams and Vice playing uh, Lynn Cheney. Yes. Right? Yeah. I, for some reason, I always get Mary and Lynn swapped in my head. Mary's the daughter. Yeah. Right. Okay. I think so. Uh, so. Yeah. Uh, she's you know a perennial at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, she'll win one day. Could be, could, <laughs> could be, be next could year. Be, could be, you yeah. Know, you know, I think she's going to win SAG. Yeah, yeah. Well, well without Regina where's, King where's there, where's the competition now? Yeah. yeah. 
Emma Stone and Rachel Weiss for the favorite. I, out of the two of them, I, Rachel's my favorite. Oh, really? Yeah. I really I liked just, Emma. She, she just, uh, yeah, Emma's great. But, like, Rachel really gets to play with some fun stuff. Like, yeah. Like, you know, the She's whole sequence great. toward the end where she gets, like, carried out. Or, my fear you know. is that voters are going to say, like, you know, she's, you know, we're seeing Emma do something totally different. You know, yeah. but Rachel is so good at these kind of roles yeah. that maybe, you know, I actually think one of them might not get into the final five at Oscars. Mm. Mm-hmm. Marina de Tavira for Roma plays the mother yeah, of the she's family. She's so wonderful. She's and great. she's been a delight on the circuit. She is, I remember the year. Um, no Lupita one's N- showing up for her, though. Like, no nominations. I know, it's, it's so strange it's... to me. Um, but she's someone I could see again if this Roma love is real with the Academy. I think she might have a better shot than Jalizia, yeah. just because the category is less I love competitive. That you said Jalizia correctly. <laughs> Quaron calls her Jolly. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> and she also, um, she's been slaying the red carpets. Yeah. She's been like the Lupita Nyong'o of well, this year. Well, she's the pro of she the is? cast. She you know, is? like she's yeah. the one actress that actually this is what she does for a living. Uh, I, can't, I, I think she is going to explode in the next few years mm, after this movie, if, if she wants to, if she wants to make American movies. I kind of think that she and my prediction for the fifth spot are chasing are kind of chasing the same eyeballs in a way. I mean, everyone's seeing Roma, but in terms of, like, getting that vote for her, I think I feel like the actress votes are shift, would shift to Yalitza, Yalitza more. <laughs> but uh, the one I'm predicting for number five, really on a whim, because I wonder if, like, these crit- this critical attention has uh, made people put the uh, movie in the, in the player, is Thomason. I, really, I could absolutely I see really, that. I'm just like, oh, yeah. I could see this happening. And she's wonderful, and she's a discovery. And- yeah. So they're chasing the kind of the same vote there, if you will, in a way. Then we have Emily Blunt in Quiet Place. Did you know Thomason's mother, I believe, is Nicole Kidman's acting coach? I knew that her family, yeah, like there's like some acting royalty there, or yeah, something, like the Harcourt of it all, or something. I, I could be wrong, but something like that. That's interesting, though. But this is why I think someone from the favorite isn't getting nominated, and it's not Olivia Coleman. I think it's going to be Rachel or Emma, and. I huh. I see a spot for Marina or Nicole Kidman or Thomason. Uh, Emily Blunt, uh, possible with Quiet Place for this. She got the SAG nomination. Margot Robbie got the SAG nomination for Mary Queen of Scots. Which I sort of predicted. Did you? I did. I knew that I SAG that was responding in a big way to that movie. And it is like, have you, you've seen it, right? Yeah. And it is Not like a, uh, a very... Um, Look, she gets she gets to be ugly. She, there's like actually a moment where like you see like a blister like fall off her oh. face, like uh, she, you know, and she's great. So then she get nominated for best blister falling off a face. <laughs> but she's good. She uh, I, I, the performances are fine in that movie. I just was not big on the structure of the story. It was it just kind of was. It's weird to me that we have a year with two focus movies. That are like biography. This is something that they do so well. Biographies with a wonderful lead performance on the basis of sex and Mary Queen of Scots, and they're not in the best picture discussion. Yeah. I think they were just late. Yeah. <clears throat> on the basis of sex took some slings and arrows. That too, is though. such a bummer to me because I love that movie. Well, I kept saying, I don't want to hear anybody talking smack about this movie that turn around and rave Green Book. I really thought there was a period of time where Felicity Jones would win. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You told me. Yeah. And I was like, wow, uh, she's good. I think that accent kind of comes and goes. But uh, in Army Hey, Michael Caine won uh, an Academy Award for oh, one of the worst accents ever captured absolutely. on film. <laughs> and Army Hammer gets to play the role reversal there. The the the. How great is Army Hammer this year, by the way? Between this and Sorry to Bother You, like 
Oh yeah, I always I forget about yeah. Sorry to Bother You. Oh, yeah, God, yeah, yeah. He's so good in that. He's, he's awesome in that. I said the Jade Door. That was very that was very clearly what is it? Uh not green, but let's get boots in here. Boots. <laughs> uh, he's not here. We had boots on the show. Claire Foy for First Man. Uh, she was nominated by the Golden Globes, right? Yeah, she got in for uh, First Man. She's playing Armstrong's wife, Janet, and she's awesome in the movie. She's fierce. She's you know, it's it's kind of a role we've seen before, like from Kathleen Quinlan in Apollo thirteen, or like Barbara Hershey in The Right Stuff a little bit. But she makes it her own, and she, she has could not get been in. able to campaign as much as I think she would She's have liked busy. to. Yeah, what's she doing? I don't actually know, hmm. but I know that like she wasn't able to come out for Governor's Awards weekend, hmm. yeah. which yeah. Uh, and then, as you mentioned, Nicole Kidman and Boy Erased as well as a possibility. So, those are the acting categories. Um, we're we're we should wrap it up. I don't know what I have to say here. Critics Awards, I, had, I mentioned all of that. You know, we could talk about our top favorite. What's your favorite movie of the year? Probably Number Spider-Man one. Into the Spider-Verse. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. It's just, it's a perfect movie. Or It's either that or The Hate You Give. What movie have you not mentioned that you'd like to mention that people should check out? You know what? Oh, of course. Blockers. Blockers. Blockers was one of my favorite movies <laughs> of the I year. I like that movie a and lot. Just, and it's so well done. And Leslie Mann is amazing. This young cast, particularly Catherine Newton, are so fantastic. And I just rewatched it again for like the seventh time the other night. And I love that you can make a raunchy comedy that is also very respectful. Like, you know, I'm assuming everyone has seen it by now. But like the very last scene, like the guys keep asking for consent mm-hmm. with the women. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when like when a couple of them are like, no, I don't want to do this. They're mm-hmm. like, okay, that's that's cool, that's cool, <laughs> you know. And it's just, it's 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 was such a pleasant surprise. I did not expect to like it, let alone love it. Uh, for me, I would say Minding the Gap documentary. If you haven't seen that movie, it's on Hulu. It's amazing. It would be my number two after Roma this year. It's uh, just the story of these skateboard kids growing up in a suburb of Chicago, and it feels like it's going to be just that, but it becomes this fascinating sort of document of uh, spousal abuse and, oh, wow. and, and how it's how you know how it affects uh, across a spectrum and it's really good it's really a, one of Barry Jenkins favorite movies too really? he, he kind of turned me on to it yeah so check that out is that Crystal Mazel's film no it's okay. uh, Bing Liu is his name Ooh. and uh, he's a cinematographer and and so naturally it's well shot but it's uh, it's a great film so check that out uh, to clarify Army Hammer chastises Lakeith Stanfield for going through the olive door, not the jade There door. you go. We had to clear that up. <laughs> I couldn't remember the word. What's that color of green? That door is clearly olive. Well, that's it. That's our look at the Oscar race and our favorite movies of the year. Uh, you guys should go out and see some of these movies if you haven't already. Um, I think it's a good year for movies. So I think it's a fantastic yeah. year. Like I was saying, there isn't a movie on this list that I hate. Yeah. You know, so. and usually there's one movie that I'm just like, why does everyone <laughs> right. love this movie? It's always nice when that doesn't happen. So go see the movies, everyone. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you. Malikaliki Maka, are you going to Hawaii? <laughs> <laughs> I, that was very good, actually. I am not because it's only 80 degrees. Oh, okay. Like, come well, on. It's no got to be 90 or above good. to get me on the beach. Well, thanks again for coming on the show. Of Appreciate course. It. Anytime. Once again, this episode of Playback has been brought to you by Warner Brothers' A Star is Born. As we talk about important films of this past year, this one is top of mind, resonating with critics and audiences for its emotional authenticity. 
and the film's director Bradley Cooper is being recognized for his brilliant work as a filmmaker and actor along with his cast, Lady Gaga and Sam Elliott, for their stunning performances. Variety's film critic Peter DeBruge has said Bradley Cooper's directorial debut is a dazzling reminder of why we love movies in the first place. And Los Angeles Times critic Justin Chang said, From the first frame it casts a spell, the kind that lets you know immediately that you're in good hands. A star is born for your consideration in all categories.